0: This week's episode is sponsored by HelloFresh, America's number one meal kit. Thanks to them for supporting the edition podcast. Hello and welcome to the edition podcast. I'm your host, host Charlotte Henry. Rejoice. The Hollywood strikes are over. Everything's fine. We don't need to worry about anything. The whole industry is sorted and everyone's happy. Isn't that right, Sean McNulty of The Ankler?
1: Yeah, it's going to be a short podcast. I think we're done, right? Right, really, great. You can just, just call it a day. So.
0: Um, regular listeners will know that Sean writes the Wake Up newsletter every day for The Ankler and has also been drafted in by me completely against his will to be uh, the edition's official, unofficial strike reporter. Um, and he has done a stunning job of it. I would recommend chucking back into the archives and listening to the previous episodes where he has been kind enough to join me. But now, finally, it's all at an end after a really tumultuous few months, really, because the writers went back to work. What was it? It's a good six weeks or so ago now, wasn't
1: it, Sean? About that. Yeah. Uh, sort of October. Yep.
0: Yep. And then just recently, just in the last few days, uh, the actors also came to a deal with the studios. And so their strike is over as well um last time you were on the writers one was just sort of coming to an end and we thought as soon as that was done the actors would get in line quite quickly and that didn't quite pan out did it
1: well i didn't say that now there we go but check the tape on that there's no way <laughs> i was saying this was going to be done quickly i said they'll be moving on to it now uh but no there was that sentiment around hollywood that oh this will get done fast and i i i would check the tape i would say it was to the contrary to probably saying that there was a lot of issues that were starting on page one because remember when the actors went on strike in mid-july you know they hadn't talked since then so anything that was going on that july was being picked up fresh in october there were no talks in that period mm-hmm. so there was as as was proven out there was still a lot to discuss and a lot to get to so uh that's kind of what happened here
0: and how did we finally get to the end with the actors which was the because directors got sorted pretty quickly and never really came to a big strike writers triggered really that whole summer of discontent to use a very british phrase um and then of course the actors it just kept going into the autumn It, it really got stuck didn't it
1: Yeah. So the directors didn't go on strike. They uh, made an agreement before uh, their deadline was up. Um, But yeah, no, the town's been, uh, you know, ostensibly on strike for seven months. I mean, when the writers went out, you know, the actors were not on strike, but uh, there's remember the first month and back in May, there was a lot of shutting down of sets and there, you know, there wasn't much production going on. There was nothing much
0: for them to act if people weren't writing it.
1: Exactly, they couldn't have writers on sets. They couldn't have any, you know, any rewrites or any. Although you know, those for so for TV, it's a you know, it's a very much a writers medium. So which is most of what we're talking about here. Some films finished up. Some films got waivers. Independent productions, you know, there was some production going on, but the town has essentially been shut down for seven months. De facto writers and then into actors and then you know until the actors were done, you could, the writers were working. But all the people, you know, I I think get a better term for this, but the collateral damage of the industry. The caterers, the costume designers, yeah. the grips, the electrics—they haven't been up and working for seven months. And yeah, that's really I want to come to that here too. Yeah. because
0: well, that's really important. I want to come to that as a separate issue. But let's just get to how uh, the actor strike was resolved.
1: Sure. Because it's, it's basically—I mean, look. When I put in the wake-up is you know I think I put a very business-minded view on this, and this is where it came down to is that it's earnings season with the Wall Street, so a lot of these companies. There was a super wednesday day which kind of had Endeavor, wbd and disney all on the same day and that was essentially the day that the strikes were you know were finished up um they didn't want to go into another quarter of having you know strikes and that's kind of what what as to what motivated it what ended it was the willingness of you know of the studios to you know, give in or whatever you want to call it or make a settlement With the actors on this and you know we'll see we haven't gotten the full report so we'll see what you know how it actually shook out but that's probably your motivating factors to what the timing came down to here in the end people's motivations were
0: what i found interesting watching from afar is that how strong the solidarity was throughout this very long period of time we never had really a point where there was a couple of issues with a couple of uh daily shows wasn't there but basically we never had a point where some writers got fed up and were just like can we sort this out I want to work and we never really got a point where a bunch of actors were like I've had enough I just want to work and we should remember we always think of actors as the superstars but this strike affected everyone including the people who were waiting tables to try and just get their career started and they there was nothing they could do for months and I never saw that outbreak of frustration and sort of any members turning on their own union to get stuff done quicker.
1: No, I mean, I know, again, this is the first strike in the social media era, really, which I think is a much different situation mm. than the last, uh, the last writer's strike was 2007-2008. Um, SAG goes back further, much further than that. Which, you know, I think arguably has an effect on that, Charlotte. I think that's, you know, it's uh, this, what you're talking about is a lot of kind of quote unquote backdoor dealings or whatever that be going on from certain sections of a, of a guild making a, a break off or whatever it might be and the communication is just enhanced so much and the social media, you know, the peer pressure, whatever you want to call it is much greater now where if you were to do that. Those things would get squashed, or the blowback would be much bigger this yes. time around. so that, you know maybe or maybe the solidarity was you know was there. be the optimist or the pessimist as to why that was, but certainly something to note as to why that transpired in a much different way than the past.
0: Oh, I, I entirely agree with you that social media had a huge effect on how this played out because there was obviously a lot of peer pressure. We saw this particularly in the creator economy, where people who maybe at some later point in their career might want to join SAG, um, were really cautious about what they were doing for the last seven months because they didn't want to do anything that might jeopardize look like they weren't in solidarity with the union, might, as I say, possibly jeopardize future membership, anything like that. It really was sort of very heavily policed on social media, wasn't it?
1: Yeah, and uh, SAG was, that was an explicit, you know, uh, referendum, whatever you want to call it, messaging to creators saying that, yes, if you promote struck companies during this time that would affect your future membership in sag you know consideration so that that was you know that was on the tin that wasn't a rumor wasn't what you know that was an official SAG policy You know, I mean, things got a little ridiculous around Halloween, which you know, there's there's there are uh, boundaries to that uh, as to how much you want to do, and they like that. That was a little foolish, I think. Most people in the end were a little like, okay, you know, uh, whatever it is. But but in that case, yeah, you're entirely right. That was uh, extended to the creator economy as well. Mm.
0: And I didn't really because they, they did drag out, particularly on the actors' side, uh, the SAG side. Like it did really drag out this strike, and there seemed to be. Quite a lot of, like, people just stuck to it and stuck to those picket lines. And I find that really interesting because it must have been really tough, particularly lower down the food chain for actors. And it did seem more complicated with the actors than the writers. The writers were very explicit in what they wanted. We talked about it previously when you were on the show. You know, didn't want small writers, really wanted to know what's happening with AI and basically not allow it to overtake take their jobs, basically. Really, you know, want wanted to deal with residual issues and transparency issues with the streamers, so on and so forth. Actors, it seemed to get really bogged down. What well, What's your knowledge on that? And well, what because you at the Anchor have obviously been covering it really in depth, you and your colleagues.
1: Yeah, I mean, you know, your AI is probably your, your main culprit, and that AI affects actors the most out of any of those three guilds. Mm. Um, where it was a factor in, in the writers, but the writers' strike was mainly about. You know getting uh, minimums for, for writers' rooms and minimum staffing was the biggest issue there. AI was a, a you know, a material thing. Um, but with actors, it's much more using, and it's here already where writing is a True. little more not theoretical, you can kind of see it, but it's not actively being done in a meaningful way. Where actors are being scanned now when they go on sets. And my colleague Elaine Lowe wrote, wrote a lot about this, uh, and during the, in the strikes here about. This is already happening and they're just being here to sign this form. Go stand in front of that green screen. We're going to scan you with, you know, 50 cameras and no one quite knows what this is or what the rights are. So this is already happening. So and it's a harder thing to protect, protect against because, you know, it's an evolving technology. It's only a one year anniversary of chat GPT this month. So, yeah. you know, this is, a, this is a three year contract. So this the whoever gets into the, you know, signed into, into law here, so to speak, and they get into the agreement they can't renegotiate it for three more years. So it was trying to future-proof yourself against a te- technology where you don't quite know where it's going and even what the right answer is for a compensation. So that's essentially what took, I maybe mean, it took as long as the writers, but certainly was a, a a dragging out point as to like, it just kept going for a couple of weeks on this one topic versus yes. a couple of topics, it seemed like, at least from the reporting.
0: Yeah, because obviously what actors are worried about so writers, sorry, let's start from there. Writers are obviously worried about some studio executives going to ChatGPT and writing in as a prompt, write me a script about blah.
1: Give me a chat. CSI episode, you fine. know, whatever. Right. Yeah,
0: that's what they're worried about. And you can understand that fine. Actors, it's in some ways a lot more personal because it's about their likeness, their, you know, their appearance and their voices. And that's really obviously highly personal Um, And so that's what, as you say, seems to have dragged things out a bit. But am I right in understanding there's not anything that explicit in the agreement? It's in there, there's stuff in there, but it's not quite as explicit as maybe some would have liked.
1: Yeah, and we haven't seen the final final language. There's been some releases this sure. week, certainly, which you know a, a little bit TBD, but uh yeah, there are protections. Um again, and it's <laughs> a little bit of uh you can't make anyone do it. But you know what? If if you say no, are they gonna they don't have to hire you? Um, so that's you know, it's really more shown. It's not the you know the Timothy Chalamet's of the world that this is gonna really affect, it's more. Your one day role players, your even background actors, things like that. That if they scan you and they can then put your face, and you don't have to have you back to set and put you in costume and do all the things that are very costly, you know, that's what's the production costs go up. So the protections that they did put in place were that you have to essentially pay someone their day rate if you <laughs> insert them in another day's worth of shooting. Yeah. But there is this, a lot of good faith language in this as to, well, the producer has to say how long this would have taken to shoot. Mm-hmm. So it would have been two days of work and they could argue, well, what would have been three days of work, you know, like it's so you're going to have a lot of back and forth there. So you're right. There is, there, there are some protections in here, seemingly, again, we're all still diving into this a bit, but there is this element of trusting and seeing how this goes. And again, in three years, this will—I guarantee you—there will be changes to whatever was agreed to in, the, in this yeah. document.
0: three years. You, you're referring to it because these contracts uh, expire, expire every three yes, years. In these deals expire yep. every three years. Yep. So I look forward to having you back on the show then.
1: <laughs> yeah, um, we're all looking forward to that. Yeah.
0: But yeah, AI is is going to be hugely impactful, and as I say. Uh, you know, it's really bothering actors as well as writers because it, it's bothering actors, as I say, because it's their likeness and their appearance and their voice. Uh, and you're right to point out uh, that it's not, you know, that it will affect maybe people lower down the food chain for us, I keep using that phrase. I'm thinking of that famous extra who appears in like Super Bad and every kind of Team rom-com. Yeah, It's so a
1: Where's Waldo of uh, extras where it's like, wait a second, that person was there? You there know the or, guy yeah, I'm talking right, about who yeah.
0: appears in all of those films. Um, that's one thing. But of course, the superstars are worried as well because their likeness could be put and associated with all sorts of things. And they are very protective of their brand, their personal brand.
1: Yeah, it's 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 out there. But, you know, again, the studio that violates this good luck hiring the other actors, you know, I mean, mm-hmm. in the end, the actors have you don't nobody has to work for anybody. This is, you know, uh, nobody has to take a project somewhere. If you don't like what someone's policy is um, or the agencies have a lot of you know, sway yeah. in this, this all affects how much they're paid because if the actors aren't getting paid, that means the agencies aren't getting a commission mm-hmm. and agencies hold a lot of power in terms of swaying where projects end up or packaging talent together. Uh, so there This isn't.
0: And they really like
1: commissions. And well, I mean, that's how that's it's a revenue source. That's the, you know the big. That's how they make the money. So if their actor isn't being hired as many, many days on a shoot, um, that directly affects their payday. So, you know, it's not the studio. You you can do a lot of things. The the question is, should you do some things, and are there ramifications down the line to this? Um, that could be more you know uh, severe to your business as a studio. So you know again, but it is only affecting the larger, the known talent per se. And, and there's like lawsuits and they have lawyers, you know, like, look, if you're going to put, uh, you know, Zendaya in a, in a ad campaign or something like, yeah, I wasn't, I didn't shoot that. Like, you know, that's illegal. Like you can't do that. Yes. Good luck. Uh, so the, yeah, there are lines to this as to how much you can do legally. Uh, and then Congress is exploring, uh, here in the U S putting more protections in about how much, how much, as you say, your face or your likeness do you actually own and represent anybody in an America, any American, much less mm. an actor in that sense. So, um, yeah, well, again, it's a little bit of, we're going to see how this plays out. We'll see what the bad actors are. No pun intended. See who really abuses this, who doesn't, what there will certainly be scandals on this going forward, uh, of someone doing something they really shouldn't have. And then hopefully yes. some pullback. And uh, as we mentioned, social media earlier, that goes both ways in this whole process. So,
0: uh, it, it certainly does. And of course, we had the big AI summit here in the UK as well. Although I don't think they were particularly worried about actors there, but it was a whole, a general policy look at these things. Which I mean, you and I could do endless hours of shows on AI in all sorts of ways.
1: Yeah, YouTube Um, just released some brand new guidelines themselves today for you know what people can post. It's kind of an honor system, so it's.
0: (laughs) And there's obviously all those very useful tools about, you know, that change your voice. So if you were to put a video in French, yes. not only does it translate as an overdub, it moves your voice as the yep. creator's moves voice. moves your
1: mouth. And uh, right. yep, you're starting to see this too, which is, again, it's only going to get... The, t- the technology is going in one direction. So again, it's you can fight against technology as much as you want, uh, but in the end, you need to put in protections or figure out a plan to, to deal and, with it.
0: And I guess the, the Union sag really want to keep an eye on this going forward they're going to be pretty diligent on this in the three years coming up they're not going to want to look like they've sort of been fooled in any way
1: no but i mean again they do again the once the agreement is ratified you there's no going back to the negotiating table mid-deal sure. so you know but i think the market forces will be the 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 judge on this as i said i think it's going to be more of this is all going to get called out uh, again on social media and things like that and there will be you know, uproars and you know people don't want to uh, you Don't go yeah, of it. Uh, you know, we've seen Warner Brothers write off another film this week, and you know, this then they're now changed their policy because enough they got enough apparently enough incoming angry phone calls from talent around town being like you have to stop writing off your films. This was a film of John Cena and Will Forte called Cody Ver- Cody versus Acme, a, you know based on the uh roadrunner you know uh yeah, yeah. comics uh that they were you know so we're writing it off again a Batgirl situation and this time they yeah, got persuaded the... to put it out for sale to other people and not take the write-off so
0: yeah a back was the one i was thinking of which didn't make david's last love very popular right at the beginning of his writing
1: yeah and yeah that was that a big off. controversy this time is a much different reaction
0: before we continue i want to tell you about the sponsor of this week's show hello fresh with hello fresh you get farm fresh pre-portioned ingredients and seasonal recipes delivered right to your doorstep. Skip trips to the grocery store and count on HelloFresh to make home cooking easy, fun and affordable. That's why it's America's number one meal kit. The holidays are right around the corner and HelloFresh can help take the stress out of dinner by delivering everything you need to cook up tasty meals right to your door, saving you tons of time. Just like always, HelloFresh's ingredients travel from the farm to your door so you know that they're fresh and everything arrives pre-portioned so you can get right to cooking quick. I've used HelloFresh in the past. So I'm delighted to have them back supporting the show. I always really appreciated the variety of meals on offer and the high quality of the produce. Go to hellofresh.com slash edition free and use code edition free for free breakfast for life. One breakfast item per box while subscription is active. That's free breakfast for life at HelloFresh.com slash edition free with code edition free. HelloFresh is America's number one meal kit. Thanks to them for supporting this show. Let's dive back into TV because you mentioned that that had been highly affected. And that was obviously, first of all, we saw all the like nightly shows disappear, like the late shows just completely disappeared didn't they because they had no one to write them
1: right exactly yeah yeah it's a writer another writer's medium exactly
0: yep uh and they disappeared for months obviously it sort of worked in their favor for a little bit because it was the strike started at the time of year where the shows were not on air
1: exactly
0: but they were meant to be back on air, and then they weren't.
1: There was a good six week period, uh, roughly maybe a month, but yeah, where they were uh, sorely missed, and the reruns were getting <laughs> getting pretty deep in the well as to how far right, back. Right, and they were we going, had so, yeah.
0: the, the Strike Force Five podcast and all yes, of that. Yes,
1: exactly. Right, right.
0: Um, but yeah, that got messy. Obviously, and like you, I'm sure it was you that was putting out stuff about kind of the upcoming schedules, which were starting to look very, very thin on American TV.
1: Oh, yeah, I mean, right. I mean, they're they're thin now. The thing is, you know, the uh, CBS just announced this morning, uh, recording here on, on Tuesday, Tuesday this week, on. but, uh, you know, their schedule's coming back essentially mid-February, which is about the thinking on this as to when this is coming back. So we are recording here in mid-November. So there, you know, for another, you know, two, three months here, there's not gonna be much of anything going on. It's just the way that TV production goes um, on, on any broadcast network here outside of the late night shows you mentioned. So it's all... Yeah, we have a lot of reality on there. There's a lot of sports is getting a bigger, you know, more uh, airtime than it probably would have in the past. And maybe some of this stuff, Charlotte's going to remain where there's time to learn stuff where maybe we don't need to be spending as much as we were. We'll see about that. There's not been a lot of evidence of that so far
0: listen we absolutely need eight variations of ncis 28 episodes of csi we have, uh, every year
1: csi csi sydney premieres here tonight uh, last sydney. Night, which is an australia shot show that was already done and shot and they're putting it on it's NCIS,
0: a... isn't it not csi
1: oh is, is it yes yeah, thank you yeah it's ncis i think you're right i don't know which don't i'm know. good
0: because i'm still in mourning for ncis hawaii so i'm very happy about <laughs> i
1: see okay all right fair enough
0: uh, but you know, you and I are having a giggle about what you might normally think as low rent shows. But they take well, a lot of time, a yep. lot of money, and some they have a lot of episodes per season, and someone needs to write them and someone needs to act in them, and no one's been doing that for seven months.
1: Yeah. So the writers have been back writing it at least. Um, and some series had some stuff written in sure. the springtime that didn't shoot. And so up, we're seeing and
0: others had stuff shot.
1: Uh right. It's somewhere like mid season. So right. the scripts were done then. So there's shows that are shooting there right now. They went back on Monday this week, you know, so some of these will be back sooner than others. The newer shows that were not shot are kind of now being pushed. You know, maybe they're mid-season shows. They're now going to be fall 2024 shows. So there's a there'll be a cascade show where the shows that were pushed to fall, well, then that means you don't need to have much of a pilot season this year to order too many new shows because mm-hmm. the ones you ordered last year are now going to be a year later. So there will be this cascading effect next year of – we don't need to make as much because this seven month gap you know called, just pushed everything down the line that uh, way so yeah. the box office is where you're really going to see it in theatrical which is going to be really pretty bad the first half of 2020 uh 2024 but we're just year. not going to
0: see new big name movies because nothing got made
1: disney has pushed all their films out until deadpool in july this is uh, after wish comes out in a couple of weeks um you know a few others have vacated some things uh thankfully some people in the fall put like dune 2 and uh there's a day movie challengers were pushed to march so there actually is stuff that got pushed out of the fall when things like taylor swift came in to save the day uh but they're definitely if you look at that, that calendar it's looking pretty bad
0: well we had barbie and oppenheimer remember that summer um, um,
1: vaguely yes i heard something about with that. no
0: promo because the actors couldn't do promo
1: uh some promo that was right around the strike so yeah they did some that, but then it
0: disappeared whilst all the, they, they hire... a,
1: the last week wasn't there but i would say they got yeah. most of their promo. problem uh, frankly they didn't need it
0: they didn't need it well it became sort of self-fulfilling but like right. we, yeah so we've had that we obviously I've, i think i spoke i spoke about this on tv plus talk with chuck joyner like we basically had killers of the flower moon with nothing They couldn't do yes. much promo for the cinema which was a Not big blow to apple but obviously they can go big now
1: right and, we'll and when it's going to go on to. the service uh conveniently enough so you know that's exactly. nice. they, they can so they promote they it when it's on apple
0: for- uh someone it's obviously any christmas specials all of that stuff now everyone's yeah. cleared the debt we had a weird experience here in the uk we're not we don't have a big talk show culture but obviously the bbc has graham norton every friday yeah. night with the biggest stars and there was i watched it last week whatever it was with sarah snook and greta lee and we had this rather farcical a situation where Sarah Snook could not talk about Succession, but mm. could talk about being in Dorian Gray in the West End. Okay. Um, Greta Lee could not talk about the Morning Show, which was reaching <laughs> its climax, but could talk about her latest film, which names the name of which escapes me. But that's because it was an A twenty four production. Oh, past,
1: past lives, I think. Yeah.
0: Past life with whom there was an interim agreement with A twenty four, so yes. it was a bit yes. more. It was a bit. But it all became a bit farcical.
1: Yeah, I mean, it, you know, uh, look, Timothy Chalamet just hosted SNL this past week, and and you know, the the deal was struck, you know, went into effect. The strike was over Thursday, you know, at midnight. Uh, he was hosting Saturday, so until that happened, he couldn't talk about Wonka. And he did a you know a TV promo here, just saying Wonka repeatedly and being like, okay, we can talk about this now. Uh, Jason Momoa is on this week on SNL who he has uh, Aquaman 2 coming out in December so he ostensibly would have been on to promote nothing you know Uh, so yeah yeah, that's that's the nature of the strike that's what you know that is what it is there's it just became it did
0: increasingly become quite fast and difficult didn't it and also (laughs) I could tell like the British uh stars it had boy George and Miriam Margulies on there he weren't quite sure Graham Norton was trying to keep everyone in check
1: well, but that like, boy George can, you know, say something, but it like says like, I, Sarah's, I, I can't yeah, say. Yeah, it about just all got this, so... a bit messy.
0: So I suspect yes, everyone yes. involved is very pleased. I'm sure that they're they all don't relieved. have to tread this tightrope.
1: And the talk show more. producers are as well. Yes, exactly. Yes, Planning out absolutely. interviews that they don't have to tiptoe around.
0: And podcast hosts yeah. who need. Oh my god, yeah. I, I've spoken to people who were very game increasingly frustrated about what they could talk about and who they could talk about it with.
1: Yep. But
0: let's forget all this kind of quote unquote glamorous side you mentioned at the beginning and it's a such an important point the people who work within the industry we're talking everyone from the baristas in the coffee shop near the studios to the people who make the costumes and clean the costumes to the people who set up the electric rig to the people that hold the cameras and so on and so forth who have not been on strike but have basically lost seven months of work the yeah. ripple effect to them as individuals and the economy in essentially a one industry town must it has been horrific i've seen the numbers
1: yeah i mean it's uh you know the thing. the economic impact is you know it's in the billions i think it was maybe six billion or something along uh, just uh, you know uh, larger at large in in los angeles uh from the strikes it's almost three times as much i think as the last strike in town so uh yeah it's real i mean people were you know, taking out their, their retirement funds and the college funds. And this is all stuff, and I've talked a bit about this, you know, had a few media appearances about the strike over the past couple of weeks. And yeah. this is the, you know, the actors are, back to work and the writers are back to work and actors look i mean you mentioned 160,000 members most of them are not working at any given time so it's you know uh, it's great to be able to go back and audition but it is a life where you're working sometimes you're not working sometimes you're at least used to having to try and make ends meet these are industries that are used to working pretty much like a normal you know more normal cadence here uh so you know this is kind of like when in covid where there was there wasn't this initial closing of say restaurants and bars and things but in the next year you saw a lot of them start to close especially more in the u.s i can't speak you know to the uk certainly but it was really more i I think you
0: can make a general i would imagine about hospitality around the world
1: yeah and but it was more a year later when they just the bills lined up and you know the debt mounted and it just couldn't keep afloat and that's really what i don't know i'm hoping it doesn't manifest here in that way but i wouldn't say like oh they're back to work they're in the clear it's uh there's still a lot of damage there financially to all these people and you know how do you replace your retirement fund you know that it's like that takes years decades to do that so uh you know if you've had to live
0: off savings for seven months that yeah and you're you know a fairly with no average...
1: yeah with no pandemic government assistance and you know there were some funds around town and, and you're like not that, on but... a
0: superstar actor's wage you're right. on Okay, yeah. a, you know, a professional's wage as a cameraman or a customer yep. or something.
1: Yeah, oh, and make-up you have staff to pay and you have other people that, you know, everybody's got their own, you know, bills to pay and things like that. So, and then, you know, back to, again, longer term, are you going to go back to contributing to your retirement fund? You probably need all the money you can get. So, like, you know, again, there's just this long-term ripple of, like, people may start asking themselves, is this worth it anymore? a year from now, you know, whatever it might be. So, and this is, you know, in tandem, Charlotte with, I think we've talked a little bit about this in the past, but you know, the big spending pullback, they're not gonna be making as much, you know, as many TV series and movies. So that's gonna happen concurrently here. And we we don't know that we're, this is kind of day one of the new era post-streaming bubble of what we're really going to be facing here and no one quite knows how it's going to shake out so i think there's a lot more to come there i i keep a hopeful thought as i always try and do but i see a lot of red flags about that underlying economy of hollywood that can really uh, perhaps see some rough days ahead
0: yeah i i really want to emphasize it because it's easy for us to think oh it's timothy chalamet who can't promote wonka right poor timothy yeah exactly he's gonna be fine. fine yeah but the guy who was chasing him around for a camera for 12 hours a day which is a really tough job might not be fine and the person who was the five people who were setting up the electric rig on that stage might really not have been fine yeah um i've got some numbers i think they came from deadline uh which says apparently the southern california economy was hit by six to the tune of 6.5 six billion six dollars point five okay yep and it looks like around forty five thousand jobs in the industry went
1: Yep, yep. that's a huge and, hit and the uk i mean you know the wonka was shot and, and over there you know uh a lot of film levin's in the sound stages over the uk is a ma- I mean, wb has a massive you know footprint over there even though you were you know the the uk wasn't sense will be on strike that's a lot of people over there that were out of jobs too across britain and in the and in the, in, uh, in the uk so it is not just a hollywood la problem so to speak no, and
0: one of the things we're very good at in the uk is making tv and movies we have very yeah. high level specialist studios mm-hmm. um very high level audio visual studios and special effects if all that stuff gets hit it's a huge problem
1: yeah yeah
0: so where where do we go from here i want to encourage us to kind of finish on a positive note the strikes are <laughs> over and the deals are done stop laughing at me sean i'm going to be positive
1: <laughs> i try to be positive in the mic up too so i'm i'm with you look i'm, I'm just wanna, i'm laughing <laughs> with the mic up work- everyone oh. heard
0: you say with the mic up no yeah
1: yeah uh but no i want to you know i'd love to hear where you're going with this was my why i would laugh at so where where are we going positively lead so, us along charlotte
0: deal done for three years people back to work um maybe with the opportunity to bring out a lot of good stuff in a relatively short period of time for us, the consumers. Uh, Everyone's kind of got starting to get their head around key issues like AI, uh, streamer transparency, and so on. We're not in a perfect situation, but obviously there have been some very serious deals that have moved things along, otherwise people wouldn't be back at work. So isn't that a positive position to be moving forward in for the next three years? And might that, given how tough this was, might that not help avert a strike in twenty twenty six?
1: I would say twenty twenty six is I wouldn't even this will not affect. I, I, the, who knows where the industry is going to be? These issues could be uh, larger in in twenty twenty six with, namely AI. You know, I think yep. this is. I wouldn't say the other issues with residuals or things like that. You know, yeah, they've they've started. That, that hopefully shouldn't be a, a main stumbling block going forward, the the said minimums in, in writer's rooms for staff and things like that. There may be tweaks to it, you know, but I wouldn't say. Yeah, because studios are...
0: will presumably always try and reduce those minimums.
1: Sure. Or and then the guild may find that they want something, you know, this didn't work well or they want to yeah. adjust a little, you know, that's always a work in progress here. But they had huge, huge structural gains that were gained here. So yeah. that. Go to go the next one that's that ai i think i could easily see being a huge issue next time that gets held up so oh, we'll see about that um but you know yeah people are back to work like you know the town is back their deals are being done there are you know people bringing cast again there are actors being you know attached to projects denzel's doing a hannibal movie at netflix now you know like you know there's just these this the 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 grease that you know turns the wheels here is, is back in the system um i will say I Don't want to bring it back down again, but there is an IATSE deal that is pending next year. So that's we, the remind of of year. What? that's the you, below Do the, the line guild, essentially. So that's again the crew members and uh team, you know, the people who work on the you know the trucks and the sets and things along those lines, uh the grips, electrics, things on, you know, so those members have they have their guild as well, and oh. their deal is up. So that <laughs> we shall see how that transpires the, hopefully the studios are motivated to get a deal done that is probably more they're not worried more about you know ai and things along those lines but they do want pay increases and in cost of living and which have you know the past few years as we all know has gone yep. up quite a bit so not a slam dunk deal but we'll see where that goes and obviously they've had a
0: difficult time over seven months and they they've had want been some... out of
1: work yeah this is the people exactly who we we're just talking about so they
0: want some compensation and some maybe
1: some things that need to be paid up there exactly well, and i'm
0: so excited to talk to you about when. well you know say, yeah
1: that one hopefully won't be as nuanced of a con- you know, it'll be a back and forth certainly they're hopefully going to get a head start on that come the springtime um, but I'm just saying that's you know that is looming surely, uh, keeping good thoughts surely
0: work. the studios don't want to go backwards on no, this I don't I think anyone
1: wants to repeat this two years in a row here so no, there yeah, was no.
0: obviously the cynical view right at the beginning that some of the studios were happy for a, a small strike and a pause because right. they got to stop you know save some money on production costs for a bit uh you know bump some things along the line and not have to make news it, it, like tldr it saved them a bit of money in the short term right
1: right but this, yeah, escalated,
0: but this escalated beyond what they wanted surely they're not gonna let it happen again
1: you no know, these things are. these companies are built to make shows and movies when you're not doing that you're not functioning yes there are some benefits to it and this is a very tough year with the advertising market you know there's a lot of nuance to it but in the end if you're not doing what you're built to do, you're just you're not going to operate long term. And there'd be ramifications down the line for that as well. So, but sure, there's one other just point just to make that again, I don't I know. We're trying to find the up the upside of this a little bit, but you know, with these revenue gains that they've all, all the guilds got, the writers, directors, and actors have all gotten pay raises. And I add to the IAT the crew members will hopefully also be asking for a pay raise. And when you're paying people more money and the budgets aren't going up that may mean, again, that the output then goes down. We're not going to make as many things if we have to pay more to make each one. So again, we don't know about that. And that's, a, again, as part of this larger pullback of we're not making 600 shows a year anymore. Uh, no one knows if that's well, is that 300 or is that 250 or is that 400? You know, we don't really know what that is. So we're going to find all that out in the end, though. To find the positive, People are back to work. You can go audition. You can get employment. You can go on talk shows and mention Wonka. You can do these things. You know, we are back to normality and talking about other things where we just dominated the conversation and, you know, in Hollywood and our business for seven months. And it's like, let's talk about what we're doing and what we're not what we're not doing. You know what I mean?
0: Yeah, I'm going to contravene myself as I try. We wrap up the show, actually. And I also accept that talking to you, you're in New York, not in Hollywood, like some of your colleagues. Correct. Um but obviously, this did affect New York because loads of TV sets <laughs> yeah, no, made in New York. Yeah,
1: like... uh, no, we had Broadway. Broadway was still going, and uh, then yeah, some but... actors came for that. But New York is a very, very healthy and, and Media thriving town. Like, it's not TV like here. it didn't matter in New York, No, um, at all.
0: But the impact on this and morale on it—it must have been so miserable in the industry.
1: Yeah, I mean, it, and I'm not saying that it's, it's, people are very happy. I mean, the, there's still issues going on. As I said, Warner Brothers just was trying to write off another movie last week. You know, um, there are still small cuts going on around town. Stars just laid off 70, about 70 people or it's laying off 70 yeah. people. You know, there this this sense of, and that's what's really causing all of this, Charlotte. It's not, I mean, it's losing your job. And that's, you know, so the, for the actors and the writers, directors, that was not being able to get a job and not being able to do the job you had. And then the executive wise, you're still kind of well, how's this all shaking out? You have a major talent agency or talent company in, in Endeavor with William Morris, who's now at, rumored, you know, the, in the process of maybe going private. What does that mean? You know, uh, CAA, the other major agency, just had a major change in ownership. There's been a lot of people at CAA who've been leaving to become managers of the past few weeks, you know, so. It's just, it's changed. No one likes change, Charlotte. No one's very good. You have to be comfortable with change and no one knows what's going to be. And no one knows what on the other side of it looks like. So that's, it's just the uncertainty of it. But at least the biggest hurdle is now behind us. And that's the one comfort you can take. And then we shall see. Hopefully 2024 brings uh, brighter days.
0: Well, I'm so happy that everything is fixed. And everything's going to be wonderful. And we're just going to have loads of great stuff to watch in 2024. We that really fabulous? nailed it. Yep. It's all done. Yeah, we're fantastic. all good. Um, Sean McNulty, tell people where they can keep up with you.
1: Yes, of course. You can uh, sign up uh, at theankler.com. You'll get my daily wake-up newsletter, as well as uh, from Mr. Richard Rushfield and ESG and the rest of the team over there uh you can find me best i say on linkedin i think Sean, maybe that's where we actually first started yes. communicating uh sean mcnulty mcnulty you can uh, meet with me uh or connect with me over there is probably the best way to go and uh yeah i think that's just two easiest things to do
0: um i would say that sean's gift game in the wake up is really strong that's people
1: uh, love the gifts yes oh it's well, very strong expert analysis i probably get the most compliments about the gifts yeah. so no, i'll it's, take it it's I'll really strong it.
0: and there's some take good a lot of time normally on monday there's some really good nfl puns in there as well
1: <laughs> Yeah, is, warning there is some nfl talk i know, over there maybe yeah, not it's be my premier league gifts up but uh, i'll work on that
0: yeah well we can talk off afterwards but uh <laughs> sean thank you so much for being our official unofficial strike correspondent for the edition while well, all this chaos has been going on for the last few months i look forward to having you back on the show when we can talk about something completely different and lovely. Um, Anytime. I look forward to it. I'm Charlotte A. Henry. You can get me at Charlotte A. Henry across all of the social medias. But of course, the best thing to do is head over to the edition.net, read the blog there, sign up to the newsletter there, newsletter.theedition.net for a direct sign up. And I will particularly love you if you take out a paid subscription. Until then, see you all next week.